Hey, what's up? It's Zach Neal. How you guys doing out there? I hope everybody is well. So I want to talk this time about what do you do when you're not having a great week, when you're not having a great day, when your project or your relationship or your career doesn't seem like it's headed the direction you want or you're not getting the results you hoped for. How does that line up with your faith and your belief in the project? So this is going to be faith versus success. So what do you do when it doesn't feel like you're winning? When you look around in your life, in your career, your job, your business, whatever it is that you do, and you don't feel like you're getting the money or you're getting the customers, you're getting the attention, whatever it is that your goal is that you're not getting what you hoped or what you wanted to get out of it, what do you do in that situation? And a lot of people get discouraged and they never make it to the finish line because they give up too early. More often than not, the people that reach out to me for advice about their business or their career or their project or their music or their artwork in the, in the world of promoting and selling or whatever it is that they're doing, they reach out because they're having frustration because they're not getting the results that they had hoped for. And it could be, and most times it is, because they set their expectations unrealistically and too high. Because look, everybody wants to get a slam dunk. Everybody wants that big win. But in the world of business, and when I say business, I don't mean that you have to be a business person or launching your own company. It could be your job working for someone else or your project or your music or your art. If you're marketing, promoting, or selling anything, you're in business. Whether you're in business for yourself or someone else, you're in business. In that world, instant gratification is not a real thing. We don't have instant gratification in that world. Sometimes, sometimes you do. I've certainly had businesses where from the day I opened, I was busy and out the door great. But that's not a normal thing. So when you set your expectations too high, you, you many times end up in this kind of like purgatory of business where you end up, uh, you're not really successful, but you're not losing, but you're just not, you're kind of stagnant. And the difference between the people who make it to the finish line and get that slam dunk versus those who don't is just a matter of being patient. That's all it is because it takes time and patience and ingenuity to make it someplace. Um, and so the people that reach out to me more often than not are reaching out to me because they are frustrated with the current situation that they're in, meaning that they don't feel like things are moving fast enough and they start to get that little tinge of, you know, negativity towards the project or maybe this was a bad idea or maybe this isn't going to work and they let that in and, and soon enough they quit and I'm promising you most of the time they were within a shorter period of time than they thought from having the breakthrough that they needed. So how do you kind of fight off those those midterm blues, those when you've got it open and or you're doing something or you know you're at the beginning of your career, the beginning of your business and when I say the beginning I don't mean the first day or the first week. The beginning could be the first 5 years. You know, when you talk about somebody like Steve Jobs or Richard Branson, you know, or anybody that has started a, a big mogul company, these guys, you know, when they were five years deep, they weren't doing dick, I promise you. Like, you've read some of these stories, you've seen some of the movies or the documentaries. These guys weren't doing shit at the five-year mark. Five years was like the first five minutes for somebody else's career. A lot of these people have worked 25, 35, 40 years on their product, on their business, on their career, and they didn't see the big success until they were in their 50s and they had been two decades or three decades deep on something. Now, that's clearly not the case for everybody, and I don't think that it's going to take, but for some people, that's their path. Not everybody's going to take 30 years to get where you want to be. But without rambling and getting off topic here, 
how do you kind of fight those those middle middle term blues and get right with you know with your headspace and where you need to be so the first thing is there's no instant gratification and I want to talk about instant gratification and the dangers and the problem with it in business so let's get into that so instant gratification is a real problem it's good because when it comes to shopping or eating or movies or media or consumption as a consumer instant gratification is great and that's that's where it's all headed the last mile every corporation in the world is talking about that how do we get that last mile how do we get to the point where you can go on amazon or google or apple you know and you can order something and get it immediately just the way you get a pizza delivered and you want to talk about instant gratification i got a pizza delivered to me a vegan pizza right delivered to me at 2:30 in the morning recently to a hotel room in 17 minutes i was literally wrapping up some work on my computer decided i was going to watch some netflix for like 25 minutes before i fell asleep as soon as i put netflix on i realized that i was a little hungry and i'm not usually a late night eater like that and man what's available nothing's gonna be available except for pizza well Turns out I was able to get a vegan-friendly pizza delivered to my hotel room at 2.30 in the morning in 17 minutes from the time I ordered it through my phone and never had to interact with a human being. I just ordered it from a website and it was delivered hot and fresh to me. That's instant gratification. And that's where the world is headed with everything from all consumer products. It's, it's going to be the, the idea that you need a lawnmower from Home Depot You go on the app on your phone, you buy the lawnmower, and some guy is delivering it to your house within three hours, putting it together, filling it with gas, getting it started for you, and leaving. This is where the world is headed, and it's great. It's a great, great thing for us as consumers, but it sets an unrealistic expectation for us in our businesses, in our relationships, in our friendships, and in our basic personal needs, it's very unrealistic. You cannot expect to have instant gratification in a business. Let's get into why you got into your business or your project in the first place. Let's, well, I'm gonna stop calling it a business and just call it what you're into. Why did you get into what you're into in the first place? In order to get to the point where you're actually trying to do it professionally or for a living, you've put a lot of work and time into accomplishing that. It, it is never a cheap venture, and I don't mean just financially. Your time is worth more than any money you could ever have. So the amount of time and sweat equity that you put into something is a very, very big deal. So to get to the point where you're trying to do it professionally, you've already made a huge time investment. And you know what that means? That means you believe in it. You believed in it enough to put all of that time and thought and effort and blood and sweat and tears and money to put all of that into it to get it going and then to be frustrated in some short amount of time, like a year or two years down the road, to be frustrated because it's not where you wanted it to be because you're not on the front page of Forbes or you're not on the front page of Rolling Stone or maybe your aspirations weren't that high. Maybe it was just that you would be making way more money than what you're making or having a higher whatever it is you're disappointed so you get frustrated and what do you do you quit 
at the moment where you should have doubled down, at the moment where you should have went all in on yourself and your idea that you believed in so much, you fucking quit. You make an excuse and you quit. And that's the end result. But before the before the quitting happens, there's a big a big, you know, portion of time where you're frustrated. And that's the frustration that gets shared with me on a regular basis. And the reason why is it goes back to this era that we're living in, which is great on one side, but on the other side, it's unrealistic for instant gratification. So I'm going to tell you how I think and what I do that you should put into a business or a project before you make any drastic changes, before you even talk about giving up or getting frustrated. What are the steps you should go through? Maybe once you understand these steps, it'll change your perspective on where you really are. And you could just in listening to this episode, you might go from feeling frustrated to feeling inspired and excited. Do you know how many great products have come out over the last decade that could have been as life-changing, as altering as the iPhone was? as disruptive to an industry as the iPod was. There have been other iPhones and iPods, and I'm not saying music playing or cellular devices. I'm saying technology devices, gadgets, apps. There have been things that have come out that you've never heard of, and the reason you never heard of them is because some problem on the on the back of that project caused it to, to tank out before anybody had the opportunity to hear about it. See, the iPhone was as successful as it was because it was released by a company that was already a monster tech giant that already had the attention of the world, that already had all of this hype and attention and billions of dollars. They already had the platform and the infrastructure. But if you were some like 20-year-old kid that had invented and prototyped the iPhone and were trying to release it on your own with a $20,000 marketing budget, the reality is it, it might not have ever launched or it would have gotten bought out by someone else or just disappeared, right? So this, there's been so many ideas and products and projects that have come out that you're not even aware of because they tanked early because at some point, the person behind that project didn't have the stamina to take it to the next mile and to hold out. And they always make excuses for things like that. Oh, that guy was too early to market. He was a little before his time, blah, 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 blah. This is reality. You've gotta be patient. It might take you in a business, especially if you're a musician or an artist, or if you're a creative type or a writer or a poet or you know someone that's making film, a traditional business person like myself, or you're opening businesses or launching companies. It's very realistic to put a five-year business plan together. That's like a standard thing because it's five years is like the first quarter. You got to look at it like that. If you want to build a lasting company that has value, or if you have aspirations to franchise that coffee shop, you better be looking at the 20 or 30 year program, not the 20 or 30 month program. So this is why these things happen and projects launch and you never hear about these things and they get brushed under the rug because the reality is most people burn out before they get the opportunity to do it. So instant gratification does not exist, not in this world. So you have to get that out of your mind. If you open up or you launch or you start and you don't get the big success, I used to see it from the music industry all the time. And when I was an artist myself, I used to feel it. You look at your first week record sales. Oh, what a fucking 
bummer that can be. Your record dropped on Tuesday. Now it's been one week. Get your sound scan reports in. If you're not in, you know, familiar with the music industry, none of this will make sense to you. But back in the day, that's what it was. It was you get your sound scan reports come out the following week and you get your sales reports. It's basically sound scan was a company that tracked your sales of physical units, how many CDs you sold, you know, and the numbers could be great and inspiring or they could be a big bummer for so many different reasons. You might have been fighting 20 other releases that were stomping all over yours for marketing or just, you know, flooding the market. You might have been dealing with the holiday week that week or you might have been dealing with a bad time of year right after, you know, right after a certain season or whatever. It could have been that your fans just didn't get out to buy it yet or the, or the record label fucked up and they didn't get the promos out in time, whatever it might be. But your entire career is hanging in the balance <laughs> of this fucking sound scan report and you feel like holy shit we didn't do the numbers we needed the record's not going to be successful blah 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 blah. all of the artists that experienced that the ones that made it are the ones that doubled down and said fuck it we're going on tour and they went out and they tore their asses off and they stayed on the road for the next 14 months touring 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 and pushing the product and those first week sound scans didn't matter a hill of shit nine months later when they were steadily selling, selling, selling records because they were putting the work in. They didn't get frustrated when the first week or the first month of SoundScan sucked a dick. They just went and fucking moved forward and persevered. And then there and then there was tons of record labels that dropped bands when their sales were low in the first couple months and tons of bands that quit and gave up and it was just shit happens, right? So this is this is like a music business that I remember and it's the same thing with these other businesses. I watch as a lot of you know, a good portion of my brick and mortar businesses or bars and restaurants I watch other people open bars and restaurants around me people that I I don't know I don't do business with them just people that I am aware of neighbors friends open bars and restaurants around me that open and close inside of a season I watched a guy in New York close to one of my places spend about a million dollars renovating this beautiful corner spot was right on the corner of 2nd Avenue and 6th Street It was like a beer garden, a full kitchen up, like the rent had to be astronomical. It was a big, beautiful space. Probably a million dollars in renovations. The idea was pretty good. It wasn't a bad idea. It wasn't like, you know, it wasn't novel. It was like, you know, they weren't reinventing the wheel. It was solid food and they didn't have a full liquor license. So it was like every fucking beer you could possibly think of, like 150 different beers from all over the world. And something that given the right time and stamina, could have absolutely been a big success there the guy was open for less than a year and closed down all of that money lost all like unbelievable to me I didn't know him personally I met him one time um, actually because he wanted to try to get some advice on you know what he could do and I said you you have to stay the course you have to put the time in but the business the partners the investors frustration out of business so I see this all the time and in, in this industry bars and restaurants open around me all the time and they close in a season they'll open in june and they're out of business in august it's they ran out of money there's always these different reasons but the point is you got into this for a reason you believed in this idea so you have to always bet on yourself and double down and be patient you have to think about the big picture you can't quit just because things don't look good in the, in this instant gratification world where you're expecting that. 
So what's realistic? Let's go through that. What, let's set realistic expectations so that you know maybe if you are sitting right now listening to this and you're a little frustrated and stagnant with where you are, this will give you kind of a, a vantage point to see if your frustration is justified or not. I think a good rule of thumb is anything you do, you should give it two years. Go try a bunch of different shit, open a business, try a new, you know, make a project, a new career path, whatever. Two years, that's a good baseline. You can't make any decisions before two years. I mean, unless it's really, really obvious, like you open something up and fucking nobody comes for six months straight, something's clearly wrong. And that doesn't mean that you do the exact same thing the exact same way for two years. You always need to adjust what you're doing as you're going. You're gonna have new ideas, try a bunch of different shit, But the idea is that path that you're on. If you open a pizza shop, you can't quit on that pizza shop if it hasn't been really, really busy for five months. That's not enough time. You haven't even made it through a calendar. You haven't even tried four seasons to figure out busy time, slow time. There's no way you fucking give up in five months. You're a crazy person. If you were passionate and you had a bunch of faith in your idea in the first place, then you have to ride it out. So two years. After two years, if it's not where you want it to be, fuck it, move on. Or readjust your formula. The end of two years, you have a business that's working, but it's not lighting the world on fire. It's not making it great. Then I would say you have to look at your execution. Ideas are great, but execution is everything. Everything starts with a good idea, but if you have bad execution, it's not going to work. Case in point, I had talked with my partners many times about opening a Harry, the Harry Potter experience, getting the licensing rights and doing a Harry Potter themed bar and restaurant. I haven't done that and I'm not going to do it until I have the funding that I would need to do that because if I open a Harry Potter themed experience in a city and I don't make that thing awesome, like amazingly awesome, that one has to be done to the nines. I'm talking a million dollars in interior design and decoration and props and you know, it's got to be really authentic and if I can't do that and do it to the, the nine then there's no point in doing it because that would be an example of a good idea with bad execution. We'll get bad reviews, unhappy fans, closed down. If I get a couple million dollars to open that place properly, right execution, everything in place, slam dunk. So two years. The end of two years, if it's not doing what you want it to do, you have the opportunity to walk away from it or readjust because the difference between a fucking huge win and a loss or maybe just a break even is all about execution and formula like hey your idea was solid from the beginning you wanted to make the best vegan dumplings in chicago that's a great idea maybe your recipe is just not that great and you have to get out of your own way sometimes and be like hey maybe my thing the idea was solid but my execution sucks or maybe your, your hours were wrong, or maybe your staff wasn't as well-trained as it should be, or your paint colors are fucking off, and people don't want to sit there too long, or your building sucks, so maybe it's time to get a new location, change spots, double down, or maybe that's just it, but you can't have any frustration with where things are at to the point of wanting to quit or freak out until you're two years in. You've got to be patient, because like I said earlier, Some of these men, some of these women, some of these people that have built amazing, monstrous businesses and companies, they spent decades. What do you think the guy that owns Amazon is thinking now? Have you ever seen that famous picture of him from like 1997 and he's just sitting and like looks like his house or like his apartment 
and he's just got like a vinyl banner that like he printed out on his own computer that says Amazon in the background and he's got a desktop computer like a Dell computer and a phone and that was Amazon in 1997 look at Amazon today how many times do you think he got frustrated with where his sales numbers were at or with not being able to afford to make the upgrades that he wanted to make or, or whatever do you think that he would have ever imagined that he would be one of the richest men in the entire world and have one of the biggest companies, if not the biggest company in the entire world right now, you know, in 2018? So patience, my friends, patience. So to balance faith versus success, this is the formula. You double down on your idea. If you thought it was a good idea and you liked it enough from the beginning that you were willing to put in the time, the sweat, the money, then what are you worried about? If you believe in yourself and you believe in your ideas, sometimes it just takes time for the rest of the things to catch up. Forget about instant gratification. It's not going to be the case. It might be, but more times than not, it's not. You've got to spread the word. You've got to do marketing. You've got to be a cheerleader for yourself. You've got to go get the word out about your product. There's fucking hundreds of millions of people in, in this country, the United States, How many of them have you reached today? You have a social media platform, many of them, where you can reach tens of thousands of people at the push of a button. How many have you reached out to and spoken to and interacted with today? There's so many things that you need to do before you even consider that it was a bad idea or you should throw in the towel. Two years. You balance your faith versus your success by believing in what started you down this path in the first place. What made you wanna be a creator or an artist or a musician or a business owner or the best vice president or the best fucking line cook or the best bartender, whatever it is that you do, what made you want to do it in the first place? Double down on that and put the time in. You don't feel like you're advancing fast enough in your job after you've been there for five months, fuck you. You've been there five months. Most people used to work a half a decade to get the advancement, the first advancement that they wanted, another half a decade to get the next advancement that they wanted. If you're not willing to put in the time, you're not going to make it in any field you're in. If you think you're going to be the one that next invents the next app, you're going to create the next fucking Twitter, you're probably not. And, I, and I, You know me. I'm not one to discourage anybody, but you're probably not going to do that. So the reality is you need to be clear-headed. You put in the work to get this thing going. Don't quit on it now. Give yourself two years, then you reevaluate. I hope this was helpful. I like talking to you guys about this stuff. If I can be of any help to you outside of the podcast, you can always direct message me on Instagram, at The Real Zach Neal. You can follow me on all social media, same thing, at The Real Zach Neal. That's T-H-E-Z-A-C-H-N-E-I-L, at The Real Zach Neal. Have a great day. I'll catch up with you guys soon.